Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you. We bless you once again. We are here to look at the examples of people that please God in the Bible and the very key they use to please God. Daddy, help us to live our life to please you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now you have declared in your word, if a man way pleases the Lord, he makes even his enemy to be at peace with him. Cause us to live our life to please you so that among other things, all our enemy will be at peace with us. In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we have prayed. Amen. I'm joining this podcast for the first time. I need to accept Jesus Christ into my life. If you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, quickly say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life and have the opportunity and the privilege today to hear this message. Lord, I open my heart to you. Please forgive all my sin that I might have sinned against thee. I believe, Lord Jesus Christ, you died for my sin, you rose for my justification. Please, Father, come into my heart. Be my Lord, be my God, and be my Savior. Write my name in the book of life. Grant me grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Father, I pray for as many that have confessed you as Lord and Savior. Please, Daddy, forgive all their sins in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Write their name in the book of life and in the book of the elect in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Grant them grace and mercy to serve you faithfully unto the end of God. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. You are welcome to the Christian faith. Please get your Bible. Start reading from the book of Matthew. I believe the Lord Jesus Christ will give you deep understanding and revelation knowledge of the word of God. And join the local church around the way they will teach you the word of holiness, righteousness, faithfulness, humility, and obedience to God. These are the key we need to make heaven at the end of the day. So we must focus on the major forces that will not only help us to make heaven or make us to be at peace with God and will help us to be what God wants us to be in this world. In the name of God the Father, I pray that the Lord will lead you to a very good local church where you will stand doctrine where you will never be deceived. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. So this part three of the message, living our life to please God. So today we are looking at examples of those that live their life to please God. So that for you to know that it is possible for us to live our life to please God, there's only one key all of them they use. Only one key. And that key is that they all yielded to the supremacy of God. I talk about believer authority the other time where I talk about the doctrine of supremacy. And the doctrine of supremacy states that when the supremacy of God, the authority of God, clashes with the supremacy of man or any other authority, the supremacy of God render that of man insupreme as a result of its insupremacy. Why? At the mention of the name of Jesus Christ, all knee should bow. Why? God created all authorities. He created all realms in this world. And He gave men delegated authority. So our authority must submit to God 
anytime it clashes with what God is saying. And this is what I want to bear in mind. If you truly want to live your life to please God, you must learn to disobey all just to obey God when there is clash of authority. I repeat again. If you truly want to live your life to please God, you must be ready to disobey all just to obey God when there is clash of authority. When man authority clashes with God's authority, when any kingdom authority clashes with the authority of God's kingdom, you must disobey that kingdom and obey the kingdom of God. That's what we are saying. This is the surest way and the easier way for all of us, children of God, to live our life to please God. We are to please men when what they are doing is, please, is, is pleasant in the sight of God. We are to please authorities when what the authority is doing is pleasant in the sight of God. It's in agreement with the word of God. Don't ever forget that. This is when we are to obey authority at any level. At homes, in the church, in the offices, anywhere we find ourselves. We are to obey all authority that are in obedience to the word of God, to the voice of God. That we are going to see in the Bible today. We are going to start with the apostles. Acts chapter 4, 18 to 20. Acts chapter 4, 18 to 20. And they called them and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. This is the apostle when they were asked not to preach the gospel again because they healed a crippled man. The apostle responded back to them when they asked them not to preach the gospel again. See that in verse 17. In verse 17 of Acts chapter 4. But that is spread no further among the people. Let us really threaten them that they speak henceforth to no man in his name. You see that? They want to stop them from praying to God. So when you are asked not to pray the word of God, you have to disobey that authority and go ahead and obey God if you truly want to live your life to please God and make heaven at the end of your Christian race on earth and be in favor with God and men in this world we are living in. They ask them the question, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more, than unto God. George, know that word, is it good for us to obey you and disobey God? Is it good? We cannot but speak of the thing we have heard and of the thing that we have seen. And that should be our word's word. Number two, let's look at a man called Gamali, who is a doctor of the law. Gamali speaks in the book of Acts chapter 5, 34 to 42. Kamali was a doctor of the law. He was one that gave them an advice concerning the apostle. They should stop trading the apostle, let them do what God has them to do. Because if you attack somebody who's out to do the will of God, you'll be attacking God. And by so doing, God will attack you back. Acts chapter 5, from verse 34 to 42. Then stood there up one in the council, a Pharisee named Gamali, a doctor of the law. Had a reputation among 
all the people and commanded to put the apostle forth a little space and said unto them, Ye men of Israel, take heed to yourself what ye intend to do as touching this man. For before these days rose up Judas, boasting himself to be somebody, to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves who were slain, and all, as many as obeyed him, were scattered and brought to naught. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the day of the taxing and drew away much people after him. He also perished, and all, even as many that obey him, were despised. And now I say unto you, refrain from this man, and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. But if it be of God, ye cannot overthrow it, lest happily ye be found even to fight against God. And to him they agree. And when they had called the apostles and beaten them, they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go. What happened? And they departed from the presence of the council, rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. And daily, look at that again. And daily in the temple and in every house, they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. This is another incident again when the apostles we call again, we warn again, never to preach the gospel of Christ. They persecuted them, they put them in the prison yard. The angel of the Lord went to bring them out and asked them go for that and preach. And they came back again to accuse them for the second time. And we were told that Gamali, a doctor of the law, a man in high reputation among God, advised them, my dear, if what these apostles are doing is of God, I will advise you to leave them alone. Because if you are trying to stop them, you are trying to fight against God. And if God fights against you, you are finished. So you must anchor your power, your strength, your energy on the fact that if I want to live my life to please God, I must be ready to disobey anything that runs contrary to the voice of God in all areas of my life. Apostle Peter repeated the same thing in Acts chapter 5, 29. Then Peter and other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than men. I love that. We ought to obey God rather than men. This is when they were threatening them never to preach the gospel again. They locked them up in the prison yard. The angels of the Lord in Acts chapter Five, if you read 7 to 29, Acts chapter 5, 7 to 29. They locked them up, but the angels of the Lord went in, brought them out from the prison yard, asked them to continue to preach. And when they were attacked again, Peter answered and said unto them, We ought to obey God rather than man. Let that be your watchword. If you want to live your life to please God all the days of your life, let Acts chapter 5, 29 be your Wash word. Don't ever play with it. Because people live their life, they please God in their day. There's nothing wrong if we live our life to please God and join all the benefit. Actually, because the benefit is uncountable. You live your life to please God. God will lead, God will please you in whatever you want God to do. God will honor your word when you speak. When you call, God will respond. God will be your friend. And whosoever will be your friend. But if you displease God, you make Satan your best friend and his court. Amen. What will men offer to you? The same man that you obey 
by the time God wants to punish you for disobeying, the same man will not be able to save you. So why do you want to obey man and disobey God? Why do you want to please man and displease God? Is that what I'm talking about? Because the man you are seeking to please cannot help you. It's only God that can truly help you. Even though if I thought you disobey man, you displease man to please God, when man come after you, that they want to attack you, they want to afflict you, God will step in. He will rise up for you. And will turn the situation around for your own good. And clear off all your oppositions. We see what saw that happened in the life of Daniel. In many cases in the Bible. Number three. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These are another powerful forces in the Bible that lived their life to please God. When there was clash of authority. Mark my word. You must disobey all just to obey God. When there is clash of authority. And in fact, at all times, you must learn to obey God and disobey all. That you're the truth. The only time you obey authority, the only time you obey human being, is what when they're asking you to do is in agreement with the word of God. Daniel chapter 3 is a very long passage from 14 to 25. We are here to study the word of God, so I will read it. Daniel chapter 3. From 14 to 25. Nebuchadnezzar spake and said unto them, Is it true, O Shedra, Meshach, and Abednego? Do not ye serve my God, nor worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if ye be ready that at what time ye hear the sound of the cornet, flute, harp, zakbot, sabtri, and dulcimer, and all kind of music, ye fall down and worship the image which I have made. Well, but if ye worship not, ye shall be cast the same hour into the midst of a burning very furnace. And who is that God shall deliver you out of my hand? Look at their response. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we are not careful to answer thee in this matter. If it be so, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fairy furnace, and he will deliver us out of thy hand, O king. But if not, be it known unto thee, O king, that we will not serve thy gods, nor worship the golden image which thou hast set up. Then was Nebuchadnezzar full of fury, and the form of his visage was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Therefore he spake and commanded that they should be they should hit the furnace one seven times more than it was wont to be heated. And he commanded the most mighty men that when his army to burn Shedan, Meshach, and Abednego and to cast them into the burning fairy furnace. Then these men were burned in their coat, their hosen, and their heart, their other garment, and were cast into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. Therefore, because the king's commandment was urgent, and the furnace exceedingly hot, the flames of the fire slew those men that took up Shudra, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shudra, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down pan into the midst of the burning fairy furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king was astonished and rose up in haste and spake and said not to his counselor, Did not we cast three men burn into the midst of the fire? They answered and said unto the king, True, O king. He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire. And they have no heart. And the form of the fault is like the song of God. Hallelujah! That is the King of kings and the Lord of Law. When you live your life to please Him, He will always come for you. He will rise up for you. Yes, 
man may rise up against you because you displease them. As men seek to afflict you, to rise up against you, to punish you, for disobeying them, Almighty God will rise for you immediately. And he will turn that situation around for your good. And those that rose up against you, he will finish them up. That's why you don't seek in, at any time to displease God. Just to please man. It doesn't worth it. Don't try it. Don't try it at all. Go for God at all times. Moses, we saw him in the book of Hebrew, 23-26. A man who was born into wet, into influence, into affluence. But the moment he knew his right from his left, he abandoned the commandment of the king. He laid hold on the commandment of God. And we knew how God used him mightily. Hebrew 11, 23 to 26. I love this so much. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his spirit. Because they saw he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. I love that. By faith, Moses, when he was come to year, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasure of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for they had respect, for they had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Many of us we don't have respect unto the recompense of reward. We choose negativity. Some choose the devil. Some choose men. They don't have respect for the reward of God, but they have respect for the reward of man that is temporal, that will fade away. The reward of God is not only in this world, it's even in the world to come. This was one the king order, give an order. They should kill all the male children in the land because Israel has taken over the entire nation of Egypt. Moses was hid. Was hid. And now when Moses himself grew up in the palace, in influence, in wealth, and he now realized that he does not belong to the tribes of Egypt, that he is a Jew. Oh my God, what a costly decision. The Bible says he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to suffer affliction with the people of God. He esteemed the reproaches of Christ of greater riches than the revenue, than the treasures in Egypt. He disobeyed the commandment of Pharaoh to become the prince, to become even the next Pharaoh. He chose to suffer with the people of God. And God said, Moses, if you please me, I will please you all the days of your life. Of all the prophets in the Old Testament, Moses was one of the greatest. He did great and mighty things. That is even why when he disobeyed God once, and God killed him by himself because he took him to heaven. Remember, Moses died fasting and praying, asking God for mercy to get to God said no. But God showed him mercy. He took him to the heaven of heaven which all of us are praying to get to today. My dear, are you ready to please God? Be ready to disobey all. Just to obey God. What Moses went through today, many believers, even though know that God called them, they would rather remain in Egypt. 
for a man to be living maybe in Canada or in Paris, one of the most beautiful cities in the whole world, and is known to be the son of the president or the mayor of the case may be, he grew up there, he's already exposed to wealth, treasures. Suddenly he realized that he does not belong to this level. And the Bible says he abandoned everything. He abandoned the destruction of the king. He left with the people of God. Pray like this. Father, grant me grace to always obey you at all times. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, grace to disobey all just to obey you, Lord. Pour it upon my life today. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, grace to always obey you just to please you. Grace to disobey all just to always please you, Lord. Pour it forth upon my life in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm to obey authority. I'm to obey my parent. I'm to obey my pastor. I'm to obey the authority where I'm walking as long as there's an agreement with your word. But Lord, I am praying now that when any authority clashes with authority, the grace to disobey them and to obey you, pour it forth upon my life now and forevermore in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. Esther is another example of the believer that pleased God. When Esther has no right to go to King Ahasuerus for any reason whatsoever, but because of the urgency of the fact that the Jews were going to be killed, even when you tell Mordecai, Mordecai, I told him, my dear, if you don't respond, you and your father has to perish in that place. Who knew it? But this is the reason why God brought you to this throne. To save the Jewish from this calamity that is coming. Esther chapter 4, I love it, 12 to 16. And they told Mordecai Esther wall. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Take not with thyself, that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace, at this time, then shall the enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knows whether thou art come to the kingdom? For such a time as this, the next bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go, gather together all the Jews that are present in Susan, and fast ye for me, neither eat nor drink three days. Night or day, I also know my maid will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law, which is not according to the law. If I perish, I perish. Those that want to perish for the sake of the kingdom of God, oftentimes God don't allow them to perish. They call their vessels of honor in the hand of God. God needs them to turn the world upside down for his glory. It is people that are always afraid, afraid of their job, Afraid of their source of income, afraid of their body, afraid of their connection, afraid of their fame that always perish in most cases. Because they are the people that will hold on to man, hold on to their bosses in the office, hold on to men of God, even when they're asking them to do what is rebellious and disobedient to the word of God. If I perish, I perish. He went, not in other words, he has no right. She has no right, rather, whatsoever to go in to go and meet the king. Because the consequence is death sentence. But she knew, if I don't obey the word of God through the mouth of my pastor, Mordecai, now, which I know that it is from God, if I don't do something, the reason why God placed me in this position, for some of all believers, that your executive position you are, is not to satisfy yourself and the word, is to please God, though. 
Wherever you are, you are a missionary as a child of God. Any connection, any position, any wealth, any resource, God place in your hand is to please God. Just like Nehemiah, who was a called bearer to the king. He used his connection with the king to build the world of Jerusalem. The same thing Ezra did. The same thing Esther did. The same thing Mordecai did. Read the account of these people. There are many high places in political offices. They use their political position to please God, to exalt the name of God, to bring down the kingdom of darkness, to spread the fire of God. What are you doing with your executive position that God has given to you? Is it just to please the world and to displease God? Repent now that you are still alive. Repent. Number six, the disciples. The disciples, please God, if you are a disciple of Jesus, you must live your life to please God. You must be ready to displease all just to please God. You see that in Luke 14, 26 to 27. If any man come to me, I hate not his father, mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sister, yea, and his own life also. He cannot be my disciple. And whosoever do not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. If you are truly a disciple, you will live your life to please God by displeasing all just to please God. When talking about you, hate your brother, your sister, he's, he's telling to tell you, if you will not exhort me, my wish, my will, my counsel, my desire, above the counsel and the wish of your parent, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your mother, say you cannot be my disciple. In other words, what they're asking you to do is in total disagreement with what he God asks you to do. If you obey them, then say you can never be my disciple. But if they're asking you to do something that is against my will, my wish, and you go ahead to disobey them, and you obey me, God, then God say, you are indeed my disciple. So the architect to know whether I am a disciple or not is whether I live my life to please God, to disobey all just to please God or not. So we know where we are going to. Of course, a disciple is somebody who will end up in heaven. It's so clear. Number seven, we know the story of Abigail. And for some of you who do not know Abigail, is the wife of Neighbor, 1 Samuel 25, 23 to 26, you know, when David, where, where the, the, the husband of Abigail, which Nabal has a, 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 a husbandry, you know, David used to take care of the animal in the forest with his men. So when David heard that he was taking care, sharing, throwing party for his men, David said, ah, go and tell Nabal, tell him I'm David, I'll be the one helping me to take care of his animal in the forest so that why that man did not eat them up. Instead of Nebal to honor the request of David, he took the men of David, he bowed their head, turned them to Gorimakpa, he turned back to David. I don't know him. When David said he was angry, he said that he's going to waste him, kill him, kill everything. Thank God for the servant of Nebal who ran to meet Abigail, the wife. Say, Madam, David sent this man to Oga to send some meat or foodstuff to him. And God refused. And David had been so natural, you know, and his men. When Abigail heard that, he said, Wow, David the king? The Bible says he sat do his ass. He disobeyed the husband. Contrary to the voice of the husband, he went to look for David. And on the road, David was coming already to waste the entire nation of neighbor. But thank God for Abigail who stood in for the husband and the entire family. And that is how the entire family of Nebuchadnezzar 
world safe from the rod of King David. What am I saying there? The husband say they should not give anything to David. That you don't have, I don't know David. I didn't send the message. Don't give anything to David. But when the wife heard the disaster that's about to be before about to before them, he disobeyed the husband. He went to meet King David, and of course, he gave him as many foodstuff that David requested for. And that is how Abigail saved the entire family of Neba. Many of us, we are wife, we obey our husband, even when what they ask us to do is contrary to the word of God. It's very wrong. And you, husband, that is forcing your wife to be obeying you, to be disobeying God, you are looking for trouble. You are looking for trouble. You are not the owner of the soul of that woman. You are a temporary husband. The Lord Jesus Christ is our everlasting husband. Some of us, you stop your wife not to go to church. Who are you? Who do you think you are? You are stopping human beings not to worship God that died for them because of your one selfish interest or the other. You better repent before God will handle you like a neighbor. You know that that God came neighbor himself. David took the wife and that was end. Though that is not acceptable in this New Testament day. But encourage your wife to serve God. Look at Smith, we go school. The time he basleted, it was the wife that restored him back to faith. When Smith, we go basleted, he told the wife no more church. The wife said, my God, I'm sorry, sir. I know you are my head, but Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Anything have to do with the family, I will obey you. When it has to do with the church, I must obey Christ because Christ is the head of the church. That's a lot of people they are messing it up. The woman is to obey the man concerning everything in the home. But as far as church is concerned, the woman is totally insubmissive to God, who is her head and the head of the church. So when you ask a woman to, to disobey God, to obey you, you are turning yourself to God. You are not turning God to man. Be one and change before it is too late. Daniel chapter 6 is another powerful example when people will ask not to pray. David said, I am sorry, I must pray. David disobeyed King Darius, the law of measures and pleasure that can never be changed. Yes, they accused him wrongly. They cast him into the den of lions. They were all rejoicing. But God came for him. He brought him out. And all his accusers were cast into the den of life. Have you seen the reason why you must live here to please God? <laughs> because the man you are seeking to be pleasing, when God will come, he will not be able to save you. He will not be able to save himself will run for their life. You why can't Darius that David was that uh, Daniel was even fighting? Why can't he say Daniel? He couldn't. He couldn't. It was God that Daniel pleased that came to save Daniel. And all the men that rose up against Daniel, they ended up in the den of lion. Pray like this. Say, Father, I thank you for the mystery of your world. I thank you for your supremacy over my life. Grant me grace to live my life to please you. No matter what, I will not please any man. I will not please anybody. Just to displease you, no way. Grant me that grace. Pour forth your grace upon my life. That will help me to live my life to please you at all times in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Most especially when there is a clash of authority. Help me to go for you. Help me to go for you, God. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Help me to go for you. Not for another person. 
but you and you alone. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, you own my life. You gave me everything. You gave me life. You gave me peace. You gave me joy. From the crown of my head to the sole of my feet, you made me, oh God. I have no right to disobey you. I have no right to displease you for any reason whatsoever. Help me, Lord, to be like the apostles who say, Shall we obey man and disobey God? Is he judge in your own sight? Is he no better to obey God or to disobey man? Help me, Lord God, to live my life, to please you at all times. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen, Lord. I pray for all your children all over the world. The grace for them to live their life to please you in the face of clash of authority. Lord, give it to them all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Give it to them all in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We will not serve you in vain in the name of our Lord Jesus We will not please man just to displease you in the name of our Lord. No, 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 no. We receive grace to please you all the way and to displease all. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Remain ever holy, righteous, and rapturable. And don't forget to share this word with as many people as possible. Our candidate is daring, so you can, if God has laid in your heart to be a blessing to us, our candidate is inside the podcast. Just check the, click the button by your right hand. You know, all the details of our candidate will see it there as the Lord will lay in your heart so that the work of God will continue to move around the world. Stay blessed. I'll see you again in Jesus' name. Amen.